Hello, hello, and welcome to Puff Puff Pass, where Christian and I talk about all our good, favorite, and sometimes bad movies. Yeah. And today, we'll be talking about the 2021 musical drama, Coda. Coda. So, Christian. Yes. Do you remember this movie? Yeah. Yeah? I remember, I remember it being a big deal when it came out. Mm-hmm. Did yeah. you ever watch it on your own? No, no. I want. I, I don't know. I, I wanted to, but like... There's probably some Marvel movie I wanted to see. Dude, I didn't even heard of this movie until I was watching like an award show, and then it started winning. Like, and I was like, "Wow!" Oh, you've never heard of it before that? Mm-mm. Yeah, I just remember it like winning like award after award after award, and I was just like, "What is this?" And then on top of that, that's when I saw um, what's his name, Troy. Troy. Troy Kotzer. Kotzer. Uh, Troy. Are you talking about the dad? Yeah, and he, he won for, like, Best Supporting Actor. Uh, yeah, Kutzer. I saw that he was deaf, and I was like, what is this movie about? You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Because it doesn't look like a movie that you would think would win something like that. Mm-hmm. Like, all those awards. Like, Loki. Like, Loki looks like a Christian movie. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? It has that vibe, especially in the beginning. I mean, they did... Uh, I mean, the first time we did see scenes in this movie was in church, so... They were not in church, like, at all. We were, were we not at people's church? Oh my god, yeah. yeah! We did! I'm not wonder why I associated with that. But I mean, like, if have you ever seen a Christian movie before and it never, like, it looks like a Christian movie? Mm. That's what this movie looks like. Yeah. I was very surprised to see that. Well, I was very surprised to watch it all the way through and have it not be a Christian movie, but also, like, the stuff that they did have in it. And the fact that it was categorized as an indie movie. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that, that also really surprised me. Who produ- who produced this movie? It was written, produced, or, and directed um, by... Produced, like, what studio? Oh, it was, it was Apple TV. Yeah. You know? Oh, they were fighting for this at the... I think Sundance is where uh, Sean Hader, who, like, uh, she, like, put her movie out there, and then, like, everybody was bidding for it, and she finally was like, okay, Apple TV. Huh. Yeah, I know. Very cool. Like, for yeah. this movie? Yes. Wow. Yeah, I know! And I thought that was so crazy. I was like, wow! But, like, uh, Sean Hader also, like, directed uh, the Netflix Tallulah, and that has Elliot Page in it. Yeah. So, I thought that was also interesting. I literally looked up Sean Hader, and it was uh, Tallulah and Coda are, like, the very top of her. Yeah, yeah. That was the only thing I recognized that she did, so I was like, oh, okay, cool. Mm Mm-hmm. So at least she's kind of noted. Like I've heard, I've heard of the in another film that she's done. So she must be pretty good at directing. But like, um, I when I was researching this film, I was really surprised to learn that she is not part of the deaf community at all. Huh. Yeah. So she kind of just like. Also, this movie is a 2014 remake of a French film. So I guess she saw that and was like, oh, okay. Like I like the vibes. Let me like recreate that. You know. Hmm. So I thought that was just really, really interesting. And, like, she learned, like, ASL and was, like, trying to do as much research, like, as she could. Mm-hmm. Also, CODA stands for something. Uh, child of deaf adult. That's crazy. That's crazy. But just so, like, yeah, <laughs> that's what this movie is. Yeah. <laughs> but... This movie stars Amelia Jones, who was in the fourth Pirates of the Caribbean film, and she's credited as English Girl. Mm-hmm. She's also in Lock and Key, which oh. is also on Netflix. <laughs> I think what? it's an original series. That's cool. Yeah. We got Troy Kotzer, who was in Wild Prairie Rose, and I believe it's a documentary. 
but look uh, look what I'm saying and I what I only saw like the poster for it but like it has look what I'm saying and then like a longer uh, tagline underneath it and then our title and um, it's people obviously doing sign language so I was like oh okay cool I wonder cool. what that is yeah did you ever watch in elementary school um, did I no, just listen. Did you ever watch that uh, in like music class where your teacher put out this video of these people like drumming? And it wasn't the Blue Man group, it was just normal people. Some of it was in concert and some of it was like actual like videos of them like like boxing on things like in a kitchen, like a fancy kitchen. No, I don't know what you're talking about. No way! I wish I knew. I wish I could like take my memory and like give it to you right now because I'm like. Was it like Smash? It's kind of like Blue Man Group, but with, like, oh, okay. people who are not blue, like, normal-looking Well, that's why I was asking if it was Smash. Smash is, like, it's like Blue Man Group, uh-huh. but, like, their show uh-huh. is, like, they'll be in, like, different... Areas? Yeah. Like, yeah, it might like, be them. Like, they'll be, in, yeah. in, they'll be in a kitchen, like, they'll be yes! in a they'll be yes! over at a construction site. Yes! That's what I'm talking about! I think about. You're talking about Smash. Dude, did you watch that in elementary school specifically in music well, class? Okay, not specifically in music class, but my mom was a band teacher. Oh, duh. And I would spend, if I was sick uh-huh. or uh, over the summer, if I was sick or whatever, I would go to her class and mm. she would just put on a, she had her own office and she, uh, from the classroom, so she would just go put something on the VCR in there. That's wild. Yeah, and I would sometimes I would watch Smash. You look like you would enjoy that. I was like, that looks like something Christian would like sit in front of and watch. Yeah, let's see. Is it just called? Well, there's okay. There is a musical called Smash. That's not what I'm talking about. <laughs> I just want to point that out. But it's not like a musical. It's like, like that is it. Mm-hmm. Like they're banging on things. Yeah. I think there's another, a sequel called like Stomp or something like that. Holy shit! I'd watch that. God, I gotta find this. But anyway, that it brought me, it made me think of that. Like, I feel like they're performing in like sign language, maybe, or maybe it's just being like, oh, we're actors and we're deaf, like mm-hmm. that kind of thing. Either that, but it was very like documentary style esque. Hmm. Documentary style. Mm hmm. We also got Marley Matlin, who was in Switched at Birth. So where I best know her from. I recognize this actress. Did you, did you recognize this actress when you watched it? She kind of looks familiar, but also like... Yeah. I know her as, um... What's his face's mom from Switched at Birth? Not the guy that Bay dates, but obviously should have been with Daphne, her friend. Yeah, that's his mom. Uh-huh. Yeah. Have you ever seen Switched at Birth? Maybe. Do you know what it's about? I think so. Well, I mean, do I know what it's about? <laughs> it's literally... Dude, I it's loved that it's, show. It's literally... What's that movie with, like... Uh, it's Lindsay Lohan and they're twins. Oh, uh... I mean, there was an older movie, too. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's yeah. like that, but minus them being related. Oh, my God. Yeah. The they, Parent they, Trap. The yeah, Parent, parent Trap. trap. Okay. It's like The Parent Trap, it's just they're not related. <laughs> okay. So, the people who have never heard of Switched at Birth, it was basically like an ABC Family-like secret life of the American teenager era type show. And, like, if you know what I'm talking about, that was the vibe of that show. Or uh, But basically, it was this one, like, rich family and then one, like, middle class family, but, like, lower middle class. Because uh-huh. they were middle class, okay? You can't convince me that they were poor, right? But anyway, so they're in this middle class house and, like... The rich girl was always like, oh, I'm the black sheep of the family. Like, I paint and stuff. And, like, I'm so different from the rest of my family. 
and the other girl was deaf and was just like, oh, I'm just happy. It's just me and my mom. You know, we're doing mom and daughter things. You know, okay. Uh-huh. That was that. Was, those are the dynamics. So the rich girl's name is Bay. The deaf girl's name is Daphne. So Bay <laughs> goes to a really private school, and I guess they were testing each other's blood. Uh-huh. Oh, or maybe maybe I'm confusing something with something else. Either she tests her blood for something, or she asks her dad what blood type she is, or he is, to try to figure out what, what, what blood type she is, I guess. And he says something, and then she asks her mom, and she says something else, and she's like, oh, well, that's weird, because I took this test, and it says I'm this. And they're like, oh, you know, it must be like, you know, like, grand, great-grandfather or something like that. You know yeah. what I mean? And then, I guess, I can't remember... How they unite. I feel like Daphne's mom either came up to Bay, either Bay's parents or Bay, or, or, or something happened. I cannot remember for the life of me. But Bay finds out she was switched to birth, and her actual family is never her family. But, I found it, by the way. Oh, what was it? Smash? Uh, it's called Stomp. That was the other thing. <gasps> but it's like. I'm glad they're still doing that. Well, they actually just ended their show in New York in January this year. That's crazy. I would enjoy that. Mm hmm. But yeah, so basically that was the whole premise. But basically, Daphne's thing is that she was deaf, which, and and they actually had like deaf actors, and you could really tell. I mean, Daphne's actor wasn't deaf, but like, um, ev- all the like side characters were, and that's who I just recognize who's in there. Yeah. Yeah, and then also, um, Daniel Durant, who plays the brother, he was also in Switched at Birth. Oh. Yeah, that's I don't remember cool. him, but yeah, I could I could see it. But, um, yeah, who else is in this film? Who else is in this yeah, film? Yeah. yeah does, does that look, look mm-hmm. like... Sorry, I'm showing her more stuff from Stomp. <laughs> yeah. yeah. But yeah. do you remember that? No, you don't understand what I wrote down. Oh, okay. I just want to see something. Why? What do you want to see? You said who else is in this film, and I was like, I was like oh, oh, no, you wrote Enwanyo it down. Enwanyo Darbez. We've <laughs> had him on this podcast before. But in what? Geostorm! So if you haven't listened to it, I highly recommend you do. Yeah. It was a difficult week for us to get through. Not because we were having just a terrible week, but because each week was a more terrible, a more terrible movie than the last. Than the last. We think Twister has some redeeming qualities, but. Mm. <laughs> so who else is in this? We got Ferdia. Correct me if I'm wrong. I don't know. Yeah. Walsh. Perhaps. Pilo. Pilo. And he's in Sing Street. Yeah. I said no. Familiar, like I was like I've seen this face before, but I cannot plant it. But he's in Sing It. He's in Sing It. Sing Street. <laughs> Sing It. <laughs> okay, okay. You know a song from Sing Street because it's on my, it's in my musical playlist. Oh, which one? Drive it like you stole it. Oh my god. <laughs> it's just literally, and that movie is about uh. A kid from Ireland who just wants to build a band to impress this girl. What is with all the Oscar movies about kids from Ireland? I think I've made that joke already. Yeah, you did. You made it yesterday. It just reminded me of it. Did you think that was funny? Yeah, and it's even more true. <laughs> Alright, Christian. Yeah? What did you think of the themes of family in this film? I mean, I thought it was really good. Mm-hmm. Like, they were all really understanding of each other. Mm-hmm. And when they had, I mean, sometimes. I mean, when they had their issues, they had their issues. Mm-hmm. But like, they're all like very much supportive of each other, mm-hmm. even if they don't really like 
get it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. They're like, okay. I feel like the dad is. I don't think the mom is. Yeah. Well, I mean, the mom, but the mom was with their plan of like the, she was a little like, ah, I don't know about the plan, like to start their own business mm-hmm. later, but then they, she's on board. Yeah. I Which I do you think this movie's edited weird? Also, I love the. Uh, I mean, I think it's editing so weird because like the tones are like th- they throw me off. Like I feel like the cuts are like oh to joke, and then all of a sudden it's like we're cutting to something else, and I'm like cutting again. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like I wasn't sure how to feel about what I just saw. No, I get you. I get you. You know what I mean? Because like the last line is always something like, oh okay. No, I get it. I was really surprised how much I really liked this film. Oh, it was really good. Yeah. It's up there. Yeah, it kind of is. Dude, all our, all the movies on our list are hit or miss. I think mm. I've ranked more things like nines and threes, and I have like five, five sixes. Yeah. So I've seen yeah. some criticism from people in the deaf community that they didn't like that the actress who plays Ruby is not Coda herself. So as a hearing person, what do you think about that? Is she not Coda? Mm-mm. I, 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 know, I thought this means child of deaf adult. Yeah, but I think they wanted the actress to be... Oh, they wanted a, her to be deaf? Well, not deaf, but like oh. a, like a Coda. Oh, you wanted the actress. Yeah. The actress herself. So, yeah, what do you think about that as a hearing person? Um, I mean... As a hearing person? Mm-hmm. I'm sorry, I don't think the I don't think this movie would have done as well, like commercially, if mm-hmm. the actor was also deaf. Or, or that's or, not what I'm saying. Or, or, She's or, not deaf. It's just her family member is deaf. So she knows how oh, to be in that spot oh, that her I'm character sorry. is in. I'm sorry, so her like actual yeah. actress, like her herself yeah. be the children a child of deaf adults. Yeah. Oh. I mean, I don't know. I mean she probably would have done more things that like I guess she would have had to learn. Like, I feel like the role would have been more her, you know? Like, she would have just gotten used to it. I would say my only criticism of that is that, like, I guess it would feel more authentic than it already felt. Yeah. But I think also from, like, a person... Like, I can only speak on somebody who has had, like, a parent with a disability. So I kind of understand that aspect of it. No, yeah. Does that make sense? Yeah. But, like, I feel like for them, I think they really wanted to have, like... Like, I guess this character be represented to the most authentic self, I guess. But I can't think of what I'm trying to say. Like, I completely get the criticism. I really do. But, like, at the same time as a hearing person, I'm just like, well, I think she did the best that she could. But also, like, I'm a hearing person, so I don't relate at all. You know what I mean? Yeah, I get it. Yeah. I don't know what I'm trying to say, but if you understand me, thank you. (laughs) Um... Okay, so what if I told you that the all the experts that were who did work on this film were all codas? Because that did happen. Yeah, that, yeah, I believe it. So, do you think that that's still a fair criticism to have for the actress? Uh, no. I mean, like, I mean, like, by all means, have that opinion. But I mean, like, is it okay for us to disagree with you? Yeah, I mean, I feel like. Mm-hmm. It honestly kind of... I don't know. Like, the, it, on one hand, like, it doesn't matter. And on the other hand, it might matter, you know? It's just... It's just we don't know! We don't know. I, I don't know. Like, yeah. I can't speak on that. But I saw this one uh, girl who was a Coda on TikTok. And she said that she felt that um, it was really nice to see, like, her family be represented through her eyes. Oh, yeah. How she views her family. 
and that representation she likes seeing that yeah but she also felt that ruby being bullied for having deaf parents was very unrealistic and i thought to myself i thought the same fucking thing you know I- i'm just like there's no way that people would not be like oh that's so cool can you teach me how to say this you're telling me that that did not happen and then you know. became like the coolest person ever. I don't know if she was ever bullied for having deaf parents. She was! I think she, oh, she was bullied because she was a weird girl, mm-hmm. but also because, like, <laughs> stop looking at me like that. Like what? I'm just uh, but also, But also because, like, later on when they're bullying her, mm-hmm. they're bullying her because the guy she liked came over and heard her, her parents having sex really loud and mm-hmm. he told his friend that value. He's like, oh, Yeah, but even before that, though. They were never bullying her because she had yes, different... Yes, they were! They were bullying her literally, because she was a weird girl and she smelled like fish. Her friend literally said, oh, at least she stopped doing death voice. Maybe. So she's making fun of her family. Yeah, probably. I mean... I don't know. I, mean, I feel like that was a thing in the past. I don't think actually in the movie we see anybody do that, though. No, they don't. It's just like a, a passing line. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, out of everything, what did you think of the char- characters, the actors' chemistry, sorry, I should say? I thought it was pretty good, yeah. honestly. Yeah. Especially since um, Amelia Jones kind of had to, like, learn their language, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah, like, she wasn't, I, I don't think she, I'm not sure if she's part of the community, I could look it up, but, like, I think as a hearing actress working with deaf actors, I think in a way she probably felt kind of like okay well like what am I trying to say I don't know what I'm trying to say guys disclaimer if we say something offensive we're sorry we're sorry we don't know we just don't know but like I don't know I don't want to say that it was hard but I'm I'm like like I think it's really interesting that a hearing person who probably didn't know ASL before and then learning and then having the role that she's in be a, basically a translator for her parents. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. It's really hard to, and it's the same thing with, um, uh, like, people who are the children of people who don't speak English. Mm-hmm. And yeah. they live in, like, like here or in, mm-hmm. or in England or somewhere where they speak English. Or if, really anywhere, like, if the, if a child speaks the language of the Which makes me beg another question. Would this movie have been so have. successful if it was a brown family? I mean, I don't know. Maybe. Like, say that 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 was the that was the thing. Her family couldn't oh, say speak that English. Was... Her family couldn't speak English. Well, actually, there are movies about that. I know. I'm just saying. Good. Yeah. Not to take away from like disability representation, but I'm just saying. Do you think the movie would have been, you know, like more successful if it were a brown family? I think it probably would have been just as successful, honestly. Mm-hmm. I mean, it was Sundance, and uh, would, uh, and or what am I trying to say? Like it did really good at Sundance, mm-hmm. so I feel like even if even if it was like slightly mm-hmm. like not as popular, mm-hmm. it still probably would have done done really well. Yeah. So and I guess in a way, like through her like learning through her, le- but you know what I mean. But like and then like she's still able to have that chemistry. Like I I never once for a minute ever thought this isn't a real family. Yeah, no, I believed. I'm like, oh, mm-hmm. this is pretty, like, accurate. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Accurate, they're, like, always, Well, through like- our perspective, you know? Because I've also seen, like, criticisms of somebody saying... Like, I read it on the, I think, either New York Times or The New Yorker. I can't remember. But they were saying that this film is a very, like, hearing gaze, is what they said. Like, it's obviously a movie 
through our perspective as a hearing person, you know? Yeah. And their argument was that, like, oh, well, like, the film makes it seem like deaf people are helpless, like, we can't, like, like, you know, like, try to communicate through other means, you know? Like, we don't always have to, like, rely on an interpreter. No, yeah. And, um, and I think another thing they said that, like, God, I can't remember. I think, like, the fishing laws, either it was the fishing laws or something else, like, aren't that strict, I guess, now, or I guess in, like, the 1990s. I cannot remember. I can't remember. Correct me if I'm wrong, please. But, like, but, yeah, that's both, I thought that was a really interesting criticism. Yeah. Mm Mm-hmm. What do you think? No, yeah, it's pretty valid criticism. Mm Mm-hmm. Speaking of fishing wells, bro, that one observer, she was a fucking asshole, We'll bro. get there. We'll get there when we get there, We'll though. get there. Would you like to get into it, Christian? Yeah. All right, Coda. So we open with a vast open ocean, and we get a little title card. Title card. We see a boat, and we also hear singing as we see Ruby, played by Amelia. Amelia Jones. Joined by her father, Frank, played by Troy. Troy Kotzer. And her brother, Leo, played by Daniel Durant, as they start catching fish for the day. Fish. As they're inspecting their catch, Ruby waves at her brother to get his attention. And since she found a shoe, and I guess she, like, Yeah, she's like, look, we found a shoe. And I guess that that makes them laugh. So we already see, you know, dynamics. We see the dynamics here. We see the family do what they do best as Ruby listens to music and and radios in when it's time for her family to be pulled ashore. Back on the dock, Ruby talks to the boat guys. She tries to sell the fish that they caught, but it's clearly they're clearly not getting like a good deal. Oh yeah. So we start to see what the problems are in this film. Did you think the problems were one too many and two like it kind of all figured itself out? Uh I wouldn't say it all figured itself out. Mm-hmm. Like a lot of it required like people like change, you know, mm-hmm. and like venture into the unknown, mm-hmm. which was a very big theme in this movie. Mm, yeah. I feel like. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we'll get back to that. <laughs> um but yeah, I don't know. Uh I, I wouldn't say it all got kinda got resolved on its own because they did have to like work for it. But yeah. like what was the other thing you said? I can't remember. You didn't have it written down? No. I just oh. thought of it the like are there like, did you think there were too many conflicts? Oh, no. I mean, there was a... Because I feel like there's a family for every, like, character and or group of characters we had. Mm-hmm. We had her wanting to, like, sing mm-hmm. and her wanting to stay for her family. Mm-hmm. Uh, we have uh, her, mm-hmm. okay? And then we have the family's problem, which is, oh, our business isn't doing that well, mm-hmm. you know? And then we have uh, um, her and her boyfriend's problem which is like oh you know like we it's really awkward right now because you know like he kind of like uh made fun of her family in front of the whole school yeah which is again another problem that kind of just was like okay well that was i feel like that just kind of tied into the whole uh, the whole general problem that they're 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 a deaf family i guess in the community where there aren't a lot of like people who understand yeah so after that scene back with her family she signs to them the situation about the getting sell short and a brother yeah. signs that they should start selling their own fish their father signs back that they've tried that before and that it already didn't work and then leo signs to him to just keep complaining about it then like that's not what he says that is exactly what he says it's basically what he says he says keep pitching that that'll that'll change things oh my god to his dad by the way 
I mean, like I, I said, we're we're starting to see dynamics here. Then, then again, we then, understand how dynamics then work. Again, they are they are like in Massachusetts. So. Did that surprise you, by the way? What? How like liberal this movie was actually, even though we saw the first time we saw some scenes were from church. Did that surprise you? Oh yeah, they definitely. It took me off guard, hella hard. I said, "Whoa!" <laughs> no, for this. real. Like the parts that we were seeing were also edited you know what i mean like like i was just like oh okay like there'd be bits cut out of them yeah anyway but so uh ruby then signs her dad that uh oh my apologies uh no, no, oh, wait, no, no, no that's right uh, ruby then signs her dad you know she's leaving and uh he signs uh to her goodbye oh uh, but don't forget about the doctor and the nets and so we then see Ruby like on her way to school. Hasn't like changed. Hasn't Gloucester. changed, by the way. She's Gla- at Gloucester Glo- High School. Well, yeah, they live in Gloucester. <laughs> uh, having made her way to school, st- same clothes, by the way, and like. <laughs> Why does that matter? Because well, she just got done fishing. The only person who complains about that is her mother. She smells like fish. But her well, mother. We're supposed to infer that. Sorry, you did a bad job inferring. Oh my god! And so, uh, and she, but she falls asleep in class because she's working, been working all morning. And so the next scene we see is Ruby talking to her friend, who tells her like, "Oh, you know, I got fucked, but it was just some random." What? It's funny. Oh, you didn't laugh. It sounded like you were gonna laugh, and then you didn't. Anyway, uh, you know, just just uh, yeah. Anyway, and but then but then some random girl. Like I just said. Oh my god, she does say that! Oh my god, I completely forgot. I thought it was just her mother. Yeah, I read the next line, and that's why I paused for a second. I was like, I read that, and I was like, oh, so you did know, you just didn't want to argue with me. <laughs> right, yeah, that's what I was saying. Uh, she got fucked, but then some random girl like just walks by and is like, oh, it smells fishy in here. And Ruby and her friend are like, oh, what the fuck? But uh, Ruby's friend is like, oh, hey, at least she stopped doing deaf voice. So I guess it was, this was that bully or whatever. Mm-hmm. But that bully is like, she bullies her like twice and then that's it. Mm-hmm. And so. <laughs> Which I'm not saying that that's bad. But I'm just like, okay. But it's just like, that, that kid's a dick, bro. Like, why are you being a bitch for no reason, Lisa? People, people need to be punched in the face more. Which I'm just saying, no one would actually. Like, the insults that they think teenagers do are like, so like. 80s like insults you know what I mean like no one would be that big of an asshole like no one like people side eye you so hard for being that fucking mean oh yeah like nowadays they're kind of like like dude what the fuck (laughs) they'd be like damn girl you smell like fish all the time like chill 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 Lisa Lisa leave Ruby alone bro leave you jealous or something (laughs) You don't smell like fish? <laughs> we all smell like fish, Lisa. We live in Gloucestershire. <laughs> so the next scene, we see Ruby and her friend, who's named Gertie, by the way. That's her name. Gertie, Gertie. But Gertie. they don't really mention it until, like, the end, though. The I end-ish. S- I assume her name is Gertrude. But it's Gertie for Coolio. For Cool Factor. Okay. So Ruby and Gertie sign up to sign up for electives. And I thought Ruby signed up for choir on her own, but on my second rewatch, it's because this kid named Miles that she's into uh, signs up for choir. So have you? Have you? Would you ever do something like that? No, fuck no. Like if I had my crush in a class, I was like, 
Like for me, it you was, were like that dude. Dude, it's for me. It's easier to like. Sahara had a crush on me in high school. Oh my god! For me, it's easier. She'd be, she'd be breathing hefty. Oh my god! It was like. <sighs> for me, it was easier to have see my crush in like the hallway instead of in the classroom. Oh yeah. Yeah, that should have. So been, I was like, like, I can change directions. Real dude, fast. dude, no, for real. Like that gave me so much anxiety. I had my like middle school crush in my uh G, like world like geography class or something like oh that dude and i was like i can't concentrate at fucking all so i was like i am too horny <laughs> i am too horny for this right now take me home walk me like a dog and take me home. do you know who my teacher was what oh you're not gonna know who this was who? you're not gonna know Tell oh me. you were gonna know i had this ass food yeah I, of course i fucking knew i was yeah. Oh, and she had oh my god and it was like the worst class to have this rule in I said bitch fucking kill me now it was the one where you know when the teacher had like the sticks with your names on them and then she'd pull them out randomly and you'd have to read so popcorn reading dude that shit made me want to kill myself I wanted to kill myself or random reading dude it was like the fucking hunger games bro you're like please don't let it be me please don't let it be me and you're like for the 54th annual take your turn to read please (laughs) Sahara Simmons District 11 I would always have to or or like the worst part when you would have to go and like row you know like you're the person would read in front of you and then the next person read in front of you and then it was you yeah. and you had to like check which like paragraph you had to, oh like, yeah you'd like count kind of how many <laughs> yeah. paragraphs had to like study what you had to read to make sure you didn't have a fucking hard no, because word because then you'd get that one performative ass girl who'd read the entire page and you'd be like <laughs> girl we go home at three <laughs> girl we go home at three dude so you know how teachers would try to keep you past the bell Dude. Like, the bell doesn't dismiss you, I do. Then why'd you give us five minutes to fucking make it to the next Not classroom? even that, not even that. It was more like, like, like it'd be the final bell, school would end. They'd be like, uh, I, I don't, the bell doesn't dismiss you. Like, bruh, you don't have to be here anymore. <laughs> <laughs> like, ma'am, I need to catch the bus. <laughs> Fuck you think this is? <laughs> yeah, teachers are weird, bro. Yeah. Next, stop doing that. <laughs> stop being weird. You're weird. I don't want to be with weirdos. So anyway, Gertie is like super against Ruby joining choir. She's like, that's like social suicide. Yeah. <laughs> to be honest. And I'm like, girl, it's not that serious. Let Ruby be happy, okay? No. <laughs> and I, and Ruby... Did you think Gertie was going to join her? Because I yeah, did. Yeah, I thought she was. Like, I thought Gertie was like, okay, whatever. Like, what friend does not do an electives with your friends, bro? Like, I was always Would you join band if it meant being with me? If I'm being with my friend, yeah. Was if, when we were we friends. didn't know each other. We didn't even go to the same middle school. When we were friends. We were friends for like two seconds. Okay, well, okay what if I was an office aide? <laughs> would, you, would you try to be? Mm, maybe. I feel like I'd mess up because I feel like they'd make us like stack papers that I know nothing about. Yeah. Were you an office aide? I was a library aide. I was both. Did you do it the same year I did? I did no, I wasn't. Why didn't you? Not at high school. No, I was in middle oh, school. Boring. I had no. I was a uh, uh, library aide in seventh grade, mm. and I was an office aide in sixth 
grade or eighth grade. Dude, one. my fucking electives were like. Oh wait, orchestra. no, I'm done. They were both seventh grade because they were they cut off at the end. How many electives did we have in middle school? Do you have three? Two. I could have sworn because I had. You only had six hours. Okay, then it was orchestra, and then like fucking focus math. I wanted to kill myself. They oh, you, forced you to put. Yeah, I was stupid. Okay, in, fuck in, you. In, in cut. <laughs> no, I, I, my sister, she, uh, I remember. God, she wanted this one elective, mm-hmm. and like, she didn't get it. Like, it was like the class of twenty five students, and she was the twenty sixth person to enroll oh, for it or damn. something. She got so angry, and I'm like, Emma. <laughs> she looks like she'd get upset. It was literally me. art. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't do art till like my senior year. I did art. In I just remember thinking, I am clearly not good at this. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? No, I get you. I almost did art, like, my freshman year of high school. Mm. Yeah, I didn't, though. Do you know what happened? What? The art teacher quit the day before school started. <laughs> she said, fuck you. Yeah. That's so funny, bro. Real. Real. I couldn't, I don't think real. I could be an art teacher in a school. The thing was, they still had us in the classroom, just like. I just really hate that we, like, I was like, when are we going to paint? I'm going to paint. Yeah, they would always be trying to teach you, like, art shit. I'm like, I'm like I don't want to, I don't, yeah, like, I don't care who invented the shading. I don't, I don't, I don't care. We do not. Like, care. why are we testing over this? Okay? Oh, that shit was annoying. It's not like there's an AP test, the AP test for art. <laughs> I remember I got a, a packet of that that already had the answers, but they were erased clearly. And I said... Scribble, 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 I was like, scribble. I was like, maybe I should miss a few, just so they think I didn't cheat. Scribble, scribble, <laughs> scribble, scrabble. This should have me rolling, bro. I'm funny. What can I say? Oh my god. I'm funny. I make the hair feel good. Don't I? No, but for real. Um, God, what else did school do? No, can I- we get back to the movie? No. Yeah, okay, yeah. <laughs> so, after that, we see Ruby getting picked up from school by her mom and dad, who are loudly listening to rap music, which embarrasses Ruby. We saw this clip and in church, and I was just like, damn. Yeah, no, I relate. But yeah, my dad would drop me off bumping, at my elementary school, bumping, like, rap music, and I'd be like, sir... It's seven in the morning, and you're making these six-year-olds listen to the N-word for the first time. <laughs> They'll be like, I'm going to tell my mom that word. I was just like, okay, sir. We do not care. So Ruby signs to her mom, Jackie, played by Marley Melton, to turn down the music, but she just tells Ruby that she smells like fish because she didn't change her clothes after she got off. Her dad then comes back from behind the truck because he was putting her bike up. Oh, does he now? Mm-hmm. And turns up the music, saying to her that this is his jam. Because he likes the vibration. He feels her. it in his ass. Yes. Oh, that was another criticism in that uh, in that article that I read. Yeah. Okay. They said that, like, when... There's another scene that happens. And, you know, he's, like, lis- like not listening, but, like, he puts his hands around her throat to hear her vocal cords. Yeah. Feel her vocal cords, sorry. But, um... They were like, oh, that wouldn't be the difference between, like, feeling your phone vibrate to to her, like, singing. Yeah. Yeah, that's what they said, that that would be the equivalent of that. Huh. But I thought to myself, okay, yes, that is fair to say, but he also suggested that he likes the vibration of, you know, 
Like, I'm not saying it changes. Do you think our vibrations change whenever we speak higher or lower? Yeah, they do. So, I mean, like, he's probably feeling that. And that's just coming from a hearing person's perspective, you can, but, like... You can feel it yourself. But, but I'm just saying that that's fair to say, but I feel like that, that in the film it's already established that vibration. He understands vibrations. You know, I'm not saying that that's, like, a superpower or anything. He like, can, can still feel But it. I'm just saying he says he enjoys vibrations. Yeah. Okay, the sensation of it feels good. I've heard a lot of people, a lot of deaf people, like... That's what I'm saying. Way. So that's why I'm saying. Yeah, they can't listen to it. They still enjoy this. Like, do you think that criticism it. was fair, though, to say, even though I feel like the film already established that? You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. Just yeah. 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 No. Yeah. It's a fair criticism or fair. But like I'm saying, are we allowed to disagree because of this reason? So a lot of people have their opinions. Mm-hmm. A lot of them are wrong. Do you think ours is also wrong? No. We have the best and only opinions that matter. Okay. Yeah. Number one podcast, three years running, baby. I'm kidding. We've done this, like, a single year. We have done this. Well, recording-wise, we've done that for a year. Who's keeping track, anyway? Because, no, we recorded Contagion on the 4th of July. (laughs) I had to figure out which fingers I was using. I was like... (laughs) Or what's that thing where it's like, uh that one kid he's like uh oh yeah <laughs> or yeah you know he does that he's like he points at him and he's like oh no I think he did something but then he was like okay let me figure out how to thumbs up <laughs> chill trying to figure out how the motors work so anyway, Ruby's dad says this is his jam. Trying to figure out how the motors work. Shut That's up. That's exactly what you're saying. But anyway. Anyway, Ruby's dad turns the music back up and then she's like, just drive, just drive. Drive. So the next scene, we see Ruby at the doctor's with her family as as their acting translator. And she tells the doctor that her dad is experiencing itching and burning and signs to Ruby that his his nuts are on fire. Yeah. And Ruby. Oh, I found it, by the way. The video? Yeah. Oh my god. Wow! Yay! It's the way they slowly raise up his leg. Oh my god. It's the way that they slowly raise up. I'm like, oh. So, Ruby's dad basically says that he's got itching and burning. Itching and burning. And the doctor is like, okay, from what I gathered is that both. Frank and Jackie have jock itch. And that's very common if they spend a lot of time in damp clothes and can be transferable during intercourse. Yeah. So the doctor suggests is that an anti-itch cream to help them heal up and not to have sex for two weeks. Ruby, but, but their daughter translated it as, like, and you can't have sex ever again. And the parents are, like, almost, like, ready to accept that or whatever. And, uh... The daughter's like, okay, fine, two weeks. And then they look a sign at, like, the doctor. They're like, unacceptable. Oh, no, 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 no. And I'm like, damn. Okay. So I'm trying to be with you. Oh, okay. Let's so go. back at home, we see that Ruby's home life is like... So basically, like, her family is, like, getting ready for dinner. But they're being really loud to Ruby. Because she's trying to study at the dinner table. Yeah. But, like, her mom's, like, clinging around and her dad's, like, cleaning the... Uh, barbecue thing with a brush mm-hmm. and she puts on her earbuds 
and her mom's like hey what's really rude and ruby signs back like no what's rude is that you guys are like really loud and like trying to focus you know so again like you know we see dynamics and then her dad then sits down and he farts and she's like oh that's like really gross and he's like oh well you know why god made farts so smelly and it's so deaf people can enjoy them too and we're like frank is wholesome we love him Mm -hmm. go frank very dad humor so the family continues to eat their dinner we get to see their family dynamic and we learn that frank smokes weed whoop whoop he's a homie Oh, for real. And we see Leo on Tinder while his mom signs to him that he should swipe left. That was really brutal, bro. I said, whoa. Do you know, do you want to know what my favorite fact about, like, deaf people is? What? So, and tidbit for y'all at listening at home or in your car or at work or in the bathroom or wherever you are, honestly. (laughs) Um, Gotta name all the places. All the places. In that certain corner. On the floor, in your car, (laughs) parked, not driving, but parked safely uh so one of like the most the one of like the newest languages on earth is actually nicaraguan sign language Hmm. and the reason why is because in the 80s there wasn't like a real like there wasn't uh, i mean most people just use american sign language Mm -hmm. but like there wasn't like a school really for it Mm -hmm. and so they grabbed like not grabbed but like a bunch of people who had deaf kids like sent them all to like the schools they did have really and all the kids they were all just like together and they had to communicate to each other somehow so they all just like kind of made up of the language like from scratch that's crazy like do you know what C is like to see something no. for them it's literally just like and then point to the thing that they're looking at which it probably isn't American Sign Language mm-hmm. but I don't know probably but still like a bunch of kids. Like, when I taught you cheese and crackers, you didn't believe me. Like, they just put all the... So there's that. What is cheese and crackers again? I can't remember. I'm pretty sure this is crackers. And you're like, there's no way that that's cheese and crackers. Then you looked it up, and you're like, well, no shit. Well, I'll be damned. (laughs) I'm wrong. I ain't afraid to admit it. No, but, like, yeah, I just think it's really cool, because, like, they just put a bunch of deaf kids together, and they made up an entire language. That's crazy. That's, like, evolving to this day. That's awesome, man. No, like, there's, like, um like black ASL and I think that's really cool and I didn't even know you know what I mean mm-hmm. I knew <laughs> I was just thinking you know when you said black ASL I knew I was black. <laughs> shut up that's on that's not more reflective on you than it's on me <sighs> and you want to know how I know you? I wasn't even going to go there until you gave me that look what look as soon as I said black you said and so you're racist for thinking it, bitch. I'm not racist for thinking it. <laughs> yes, you are. You're racist for doing it. Why? It's my it's my people. Oh my god. We was kings. This reminds Frank how hot his wife is, and he starts reminiscing <laughs> about how Jackie won the Yank the Miss Yankee pageant. The Miss Yankee pageant. And she's like, yeah, I beat out all those hearing bitches. <laughs> She hates hearing people, bro. <laughs> but it cracks me up every time she says it, though. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Do you think we'll be like that when we're older? Maybe. <laughs> I hope so. That'll be nice. 
So the next scene, we see Ruby at school the next day, walking into her choir class as her teacher, played Mr. V, played by Antonio Darbes, as he shows us how dramatic he is and then makes his class go to one side of the room as he tries to figure out which pitch each student is and by singing the happy birthday song. Happy birthday to you. Yeah, we start seeing different kids like sing the happy birthday song as like Mr. V's like, oh, tenor, bass, alto, soprano, all that good jazz. Until he picks on Ruby and it's her turn to sing. But Ruby chokes and runs out of the room. Mr. V's like, oh, we got a runner. Yeah. <laughs> so nice to see Ruby go to like this ravine, like quarry type thing. So she can be alone with her thoughts. But then she sings happy birthday to herself just to prove to herself that she can sing. So that night, Ruby runs into her parents, signing frustration, frustratingly, frustratingly at each other as Ruby learns that her family has no money because of the fishing business, and it takes a lot, and it's not giving back much in return. Jackie says that maybe it's time to sell the boat, but Frank disapproves of this, and he signs to her that fishing is the only thing he knows. Fishing. Hey, I'll probably cut this out, but like, uh, just because you're deaf, does that mean you don't have spatial awareness? What? Do you know how, like, you kind of feel like somebody, like, like somebody else's presence, and it just makes you turn in that direction? That's not what spatial awareness is. Oh, okay, but do you know that feeling, though? Like, your sixth sense, kind of? Like, Wouldn't like they you- sense that Ruby is standing there? Because it's not like their backs are turned to her. They're a literally time, to the side. Well, a lot of times people... And wouldn't they be, like, more likely to look at anything that's moving past them? Really, I mean, a lot of times it's really just your body reacting like changes in, like, light and pressure, mm-hmm. air pressure, and mm-hmm. you're like... So, I mean, it's more than just hearing, but hearing might be a big... You would hear their footsteps. That's not what I'm saying, though. Yeah, well, I'm listening. But, but, yeah, but that's another thing. That that scene is cut really weird. Yeah. Because it's like, okay, they have a problem, Ruby knows about it, and then that's it. Yeah. I guess so. You know what I mean? I don't know, it's hard to say. But how it's, like, edited? Yeah. Like, I thought they were going to end up selling their boat, honestly. Oh, yeah. That's what I thought this was going, because they kept mentioning it over and over and over again. I'm going to sell my boat. Sell my boat. Which makes me think that, like, back to, like, my original question, like, do you think that, like, these problems, like, resolve themselves? Yeah, um, I don't know. It's hard to say, honestly. Okay. So, in the next scene, we see Ruby on the boat with her dad and brother. As she looks on at her dad, sadly, smokes his joint. Mm-hmm. I say, he just, like, goes for real. Real. Real rec- uh, recognizes real. You want to try that one again? Real recognizes real. <laughs> so- one more time. Real recognizes real. So... So after they sell whatever fish they were able to catch, uh, Frank notices a crowd of fishermen uh, standing around, and he's like, oh, he signs to Ruby, like, oh, what's going on? And she signs back that she doesn't know as they walk their way to join the crowd. And the fishermen are being informed by the, uh, har- I don't want to say the harbor master, but I guess their boss, you know? There's a harbor master? Well, because the harbor master is, is somebody who's, like, their job is, like, the upkeep and the safety of the harbor, you know? I love... Do think, like, air traffic Dude, control? I love when, like, obviously, like, Renaissance, ancient, like, fucking language still makes it today. A fucking harbor master? What in the Dungeons and Dragons? Well, harbor <laughs> Like master. a locksmith? Like, fuck yeah. <laughs> locksmith is a weird word. 
But it's like very. I thought what I'm saying it's like medieval. It's medieval. You're medieval. No, okay, wait, wait, wait. Tax collector. <laughs> <You're> <laughs> president. <laughs> Do you think I'm funny? No. You're so. <sighs> anyway. And so they have to. They're, they're, their boss tells them all that they have to have like observers come on their boat or whatever. It's like for safety, and it's gonna cost them like eight hundred dollars each or Which, whatever. Like why? Yeah, literally. Why are they paying somebody else that obviously wants the data on their mm-hmm. boat? Literally. I don't understand that. Uh huh. And so they can come aboard anytime and make sure the boats aren't breaking any rules. And so. But, you know, like I said, it comes out of their pocket, which is more, and they said, Ruby's family said that that's more than they make in a day to to pay for uh, one of these observers. Mm -hmm. So they literally go on the water and lose money Mm -hmm. if they were to get on their boat. Yeah. I would simply just, like, not, like, swim, not go out. I'm like, no. I see see them. I'm like, I'm putting my boat away. I'm going home. I don't feel well. Yeah. Straight up. And so... The next scene, we see Ruby come back to Mr. B's classroom when she tries to ask him a question, but he tells her, like, I'm meditating and I need two minutes. And she's like, okay. And she kind of just stands there and she's like, uh, do you want me to, uh, to like, wait outside? And he's like, oh my god, fine. <laughs> like, and so Mr. B tells her that most people who sign up for choir are not afraid to sing. And Ruby says she's not afraid, but uh, uh, the other kids that were there used to make fun, like, make fun of her at school because uh, she would talk funny. Uh, the way they start, like when she started going to school, because like, I guess she says deaf people like sound different, which I mean, yeah, like that makes sense, and I get why, like, because that makes sense, you know, that's how she would learn to talk. Mhm. You wanna what? I was just thinking, I was like, oh wow, she they would have probably had to like take her like out like on public all the time, because they couldn't talk mm-hmm. all that all that well. I'm sure she would have hurt, but her grandmother's hearing. Was she, was she raised with her grandma, like, exclusively? I'm not saying exclusively, but I'm sure they, like, brought Ruby around her a lot. Maybe. Maybe. I don't know. I can see that. They probably was doing I don't know. Maybe. They probably put on Sesame Street. And was... Oh, yeah, that too. That too. Uh, and so... Mr. Uh, so, uh, they have a conversation, and Mr. V is like, Oh, okay, uh, but why did you run out, you know? And uh, and so he asks like, oh, were you scared, or were you scared that uh, you'd find out you're bad at singing? But uh, Mr. B tells her that a lot of people sing without something to say, and uh, asks like if she has something to say. And so Ruby tells him no, but then Mr. B is like, okay, cool, see you in class. <laughs> okay. And so after school, Ruby and her friend come over to the house, and her mom asks Ruby if she would call Grandma, and Ruby's like, why don't you just use like the uh, like FaceTime or whatever. And something like that. And her mom was like, no, I don't you know, want to do that. It's awkward with another person, like a translator. And Ruby's like, I have a friend. It's fr- a tele-interpreter. Interpreter, whatever. Yeah. And uh, I have a friend over. And Leo, like, sign- oh, or not Leo, says this. Ruby's like, mom, I have a friend over. Because she's there with Gertie. Mm-hmm. And so, uh, but Leo signs to his mom just, like, leave Ruby alone. She's, a te- she's doing teenage girl shit. And Jackie's like, all right. And so as Ruby and her friend uh, go to her room, uh, Gertie mm-hmm. is like, oh, uh, you know, your brother's so hot. Yeah. <laughs> and 
And Ruby's like, that's gross. And she's like, what? It's not like you can hear me. Which is really fucked up. Dude, she's been doing that the entire, like, first part of the movie. Microaggressive? And I'm just like, girl, you're a little too comfortable with, like... Microaggressive <laughs> And so in Ruby's room, like, her friend's like, oh, should, should I... Uh, should I date Leah, you know? And Ruby's like, no. And so Ruby puts on uh, the shags. Uh, I bet you never heard of that group before. I didn't think they were real. I thought those was a made-up band. Nope. Yeah, but her friend isn't su- is like super not into it or whatever. And her friend asks like, "Oh, hey, how do you sign like you're hot or whatever?" And Ruby's like, "Oh, uh, uh, wait, what? Oh, 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 he, she like shows her." Right. We don't see her show her, but yeah, we, we see, see the show. light bulb see, go off in her head. We see when we see Gertie go downstairs and she signs to Leo and she says like I have herpes or whatever mm-hmm. but we don't know that as an audience and uh we do know well no we don't well, know because, because uh then like she leaves and then like uh Ruby comes down or whatever and Leo is like why did she tell me she has herpes she doesn't even explain she just goes upstairs she's like mm. <laughs> whatever so the next scene, we see the choir practicing Let's Get It On, which I think is a wild song to teach your your high school choir. Okay, Mr. Whatever your, guy, your name was from Glee. So the kids are not singing the way Mr. V likes, so to show that the kids are not breathing properly, he tells Ruby to sing in front of the class again, but to fill her belly and to do this panting exercise that's like little dog, medium dog, and big dog. You know, I always wondered if, like, these breathing exercises really work. Like, in High School Musical. Yeah. No! Somebody tell me, do these things really work? I need to know. Do breathing exercises work with your breathing? So, I remember I did community service with my friend at Sorry. another church. And it's, it's... I hate serving my community. Stop. It was literally, literally, literally. It was Life Church. It was Life Church. Oh my god! And one of the singers was gonna sing that night. It was like the we were getting ready for like the kids part. Like you know they advertise it on this in the summer or on Wednesdays. That's what we would go to, and we would help set up. And they would have singers there, like the singers that would sing every Sunday. And this one of the singers came up to us, and somebody talked to her, and she's like. Oh, I'm on vocal rest. <laughs> oh my god. We are in Oklahoma. Oklahoma. And this is a... Ch- what? So What's your day job? Please tell me what your day job is. Okay? You stupid bitch. That shit was so pretentious. I would have been like... And I wish I said something. I really did. You should have. I would have been like... So why can't you give me one? <laughs> I'm just like, can you be fucking for real right now? Vocal rest. Vocal rest. Was that like one of the singers? Like yes! At Life Church? Yes! And I was just like... Y'all are not that good. Yeah, I know. Like, like calm down. Rest. Calm down. Y'all sound like smokers, bro. <laughs> like, they're good, okay? I guess you're more than average than your, like, normal church singer. But, like, cop, you're literally just singing the same way that the album is sung. Like, those songs that are pre-recorded. Yeah. You're literally just singing like that. But, like, in an indie, like, way. But I'm just like, you're not gonna get, 
You're not gonna get the Christian album that you want, okay? You and I both don't do not quit your day job, hun. Mm. <laughs> and on top of that, I understand if it was Sunday, you're singing three times, you know, and I'm pretty sure you go to rehearsal. That I, I completely understand. But it's a Wednesday night and you're singing to ages like twelve to seventeen. There is no Oh my god. Better than you. So anyway, Ruby sings in front of the class, and then everybody's like, wow, she's really good. You know what I mean? Yeah. So they all sing again, and we cut to after class, and Mr. V asks Ruby and Miles if they can do a duet together for the fall concert. Ooh. Ooh. But then, like, you know... We get another weird, awkward... No, I think it's more like a... Okay, so what happens in that scene is that, like, Mr. V is like, oh, do you guys, like, know each other? And then he's oh, like... yeah. She's yeah. like, yeah, and then Miles is like, kind of. I would have been like... Fake-ass No, for real. You know who I am. I'm like, if you know my name and you've seen me multiple times at school, you know me. You know me. You know? I know of her. Yeah, exactly. What do you mean, kind of? I knew of you. I was like, oh, that's, uh... That's that Simmons girl. <laughs> She's weird. <laughs> Simmons girl. Oh my god. Hold my hand. Yeah. So after school, Ruby makes her way to the dock, and she sees one guy get eight hundred bucks for his fish. I thought they was like three hundred. Was it eight hundred? It was definitely. It was eight hundred bucks. The eight hundred came later. I feel like. But no, but Leah only gets two seventy-five. I said, "What the fuck?" Y'all some evil man. Y'all are an evil person. No, for real. So Ruby catches up to her dad as he lights one up, and Leo catches. Oh wait, no, no, no. Ruby comes in, and she's like, "Oh, hey, you're like screwing him over." And Leo's like, "Dude, I got this. Like, go away, you know." Yeah. But she's all like, "Okay, whatever. You don't need my help." So then she catches up to her dad. Who's like smoking again? And Leo catches up, and he's mad that Ruby interfered with his deal. And the two start arguing. And Frank's like, "Hey, okay, we need to stick together. Let's not fight each other." We see each other. And the only assholes are inside. And Ruby is like, "Yeah." Like. <laughs> are you okay? No, I can't remember what I wrote. Anyway, so but they're like uh, they're, uh, all the assholes are in there or whatever, you know, like yeah. in the other building. Yeah. But then Ruby's like, uh, what, like you know, it's time we go sell our own fish. Is basically what she's saying. Yeah. And, and then Frank's like, no, no. Yeah, like, like who's gonna see our fish? But anyway, but Ruby and Leo are like, uh, no, who's gonna sell our fish? Oh, is what you say? Oh yeah, because because they were mm-hmm. like. Cause were they talking about like going off and doing it themselves? Yeah. Yeah, because brought Leo brought up the idea again. Yeah. Like, like selling their own fish or whatever, and uh, Leo asked. Because uh, he keeps saying that like, oh no, we tried that before and it didn't work out and I don't want to do it. And I thought I honestly thought the whole problem would be like them, like losing their boat, and then like uh, trying to like sell like who's gonna sell their fish. I never thought they were gonna do it on their own. I didn't think that, like, that was where that was going. You know what I mean? Yeah. All right. 
Because this movie is edited weird. Yeah, this movie is kind of weird, to be honest. But anyway, so back at choir practice, we see the choir singing, like, a Coles commercial. Mm-hmm. It's your thing. No, that no, was no, a Coles no. commercial. <laughs> forgot about that. But anyway, but Ruby is, uh, you know, smiling. She's having a good time. Because, and her and Miles kind of having a moment. And Mr. V starts passing out, like, instruments for people to vibe with. And he passes them, like, to this one girl mm-hmm. or whatever. But he, she, like, it, it's, uh, like... Yeah, she like, can't shake like it well. They're, like, shakers or, uh, or whatever. And she, like, starts shaking it, like, off. And he, like, takes it away from her. And he's like, you've lost your music privileges. <laughs> Get out. Get out. And so, but uh, anyway, and they end up passing everything out. And they finish the song. But mm-hmm. after, uh, like, regular choir practice... Miles and Ruby are, like, going back to practice their duet, and it turns out that they haven't, like, practiced together at all, which makes, like, Mr. Mm-hmm. B really irritated. Mm-hmm. And he tells them, like, to face each, o- each other and sing, like, they're basically in love, or whatever. Mm-hmm. No kiss. Anyway, but, uh, so Ruby, but after that, like, after they do that, Ruby is, like, packing up her stuff to leave, and Mr. B tells her, he's like, oh, you know, you're really good, good at that. Like, you should audition for the Berkeley School of Music. And Miles is like, uh, I can help. No, he's because he's explaining that. He's like, Miles is doing it, so you should do it. Well, yeah, too. I, mean, I was getting to my, Miles. Miles left. Well, he's not in the room anymore. No, I was getting to, because he was, like, saying, and Miles was like, oh, yeah, because he is, you should do it. Yeah, and then he's, like, teaching him to practice. Literally what I was saying. You silly goose. And so Ruby's like, I don't know, man, college was never on, on the plan, you know? Mm-hmm. Mr. V is like, how do you feel when you sing? And mm-hmm. she's like, it's hard to explain. And she, like, starts, like, kind of signing, mm-hmm. like, and, like, one of the last things she signs is, like, uh, it looks like a person, like, fly- floating away, kind of. You know what okay. I mean? That's how I interpreted it. Okay. And I guess it makes her feel, like, mm-hmm. off the ground, you know? Mm-hmm. Cloud nine. Yeah, on yeah. cloud nine, yeah. Very euphoric. Yeah. I, okay, so for this scene, usually when this, there is signing, there's usually, like, subtitles, but, like, for that moment, there isn't, and I think that's a really interesting choice, and, um, also, Mr. V doesn't ask her to explain what she said. He just kind of was like, no, She's I like get it. Valid. No, I get it, yeah. But he basically, he tells her they will need to practice with him on the weekends, and then not for Ruby to waste his time. And that since he's offering, it's because he hears something good. Uh-huh. Which makes Ruby smile. So, next scene. We see Ruby eating breakfast with her mom, and Ruby expresses to her that she has joined choir. She's like, why? And her mom is like, okay, and? And Ruby's like, super not into her, like... <gasps> Her mom's reaction or attitude. And her mom's him. like, "Oh, if you had like, if I was blind, would you have done art or something?" Which I think was so fucking mean. Uh, I was like, "Excuse me." Your insecurities are showing. It was just like I think it's so crazy. Like this mother and daughter dynamic is so real. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. You're kind of just like. Yeah, you gals are crazy. Like. Like, wow. You know what yeah. I mean? You know? Wow. But I, I said, I wrote down in my notes, this reminds me of the time I told my dad I wanted to dance, but he said I couldn't because my feet were too late. And I was like, I guess I'm giving up that dream. That's really, that's really sad. I'm sorry. <laughs> it's okay. I, wanted, I told my grandma, I was like, oh, I want to be an artist. And she's like, oh, well, you know, like, art doesn't sell well unless you're dead. And I said, no, your parents are both girls, bro. <laughs> 
I wanted to be an astronaut. I stopped you know what my immediately. What? I, I wanted to be an astronaut. Do you know, as a kid, do you know what my parents said? Yeah. Go for it. That's like awesome. I'm glad. So like, that's awesome. Good for you. Ah. <laughs> uh. So I was like, way to go. Congrats. You want a cookie? Anyway, so back at the dock, Leo uh, suggests again to Frank that they should start selling their own fish. But Frank is still, like, against it, you know? And Leo's like, come on, there's, like, enough empty warehouses. We could get enough fishermen to follow. It could work. And Frank is like, uh, we're the deaf guys. Who's going to support us, you know? But then Leo uh, gets invited for beers, like, with some other fish- fishermen, you know? Mm-hmm. And Frank uh, asks Leo if he wants Ruby there, you know? And uh, Leo's like, I can handle myself. Mm-hmm. Like, Frank's teasing him, mm-hmm. you know, basically. Yeah. If- He's not. I thought he's being sincere. It, oh, I thought you asked if he wanted Ruby. There. Yeah, he said he's like, oh, do you want me to text Ruby? And he was oh, like, I kind of like took it as like, never mind. Okay, I kind of. I mean, I can see, I can see. I can see your way too. Yeah, okay. okay, it works. Whatever. Yeah, go on. And then you interpret it as. But I kind of saw that like Frank's like apprehension was more that like he's he was probably that like Leo when he was young, but he was met with so much disappointment. He's just like, well, that's just the way it works, I guess. That's like, like generational trauma. You know what I mean? That's where I thought that was going to. But, you know. That's, probably, that's why her mom is the way she is. Mm-hmm. Her grandma was, like, addicted to her because mm-hmm. she wasn't hearing. And so now... Which must be so sad. So now she kind of, like, is upset at... Well, not, she's not upset at Ruby, but, like, she feels like she doesn't have a connection with her because mm-hmm. she is hearing. Well, she said she was afraid not to have a connection with yeah. her. So at the bar, Leo's having a hard time connecting with the other fishermen. He tries to read lips, but everything is going so fast, as we as the audience can tell that he's getting frustrated. Another patron of the bar spills his bill all over Leo, and Leo decides to pick a fight with him. After the whole scuffle, Leo sits at the bar alone. One of the bartenders offers Leo ice for his eye, another beer, and then Leo makes a connection with, I thought there was just some random girl, but it's Gertie! Mm-hmm. Gertie works there. Which I just realized, since they're in high school, do you know how fucking old Gertie is? She has to at least be 18. 17, probably. I'm assuming this is going into their senior year. Yeah, well, yeah. Well, I don't know. They might have been. Yeah, actually, she might be 18. At least 18. It doesn't make it better, though. Like, at most 18, I should say. doesn't make it better. No. Go on. But anyway, they're flirting on their phone, and I thought it was just going to be at that, but then they, like, start making out aggressively in, like, a supply closet and shut the door, mm. and we infer that they had sex. Didn't show that part in church. Not for real. <laughs> so, the next scene, we see Ruby and Miles in her room, about to practice their duet. When he goes through her music collection... He's like, oh, the, oh, the skags love that. Yeah, he's, like, super into what she's got. And the two kind of just, like, get to know each other a little bit more. And Miles confesses that when they were little, he says when Ruby ordered for her parents at this one restaurant, that it was so cool that she would order beer like it was nothing. And this actually surprises Ruby. Oh, yeah. So Miles gets his cool guitar out, and the two start practicing. And Ruby gets self-conscious because, you know, she's facing him while they're singing, and she's like, I don't know where to look. And he's like, okay, well, do you want to be, like, sing back to back would that make you more comfortable and she says yeah and they're both able to sing and it's like really great like they're connecting and you know like um you know Ruby's falling in love you know and then we hear some yelling and Ruby's bedroom is literally right next to her parents bedroom and Miles is like 
Is that your mom? And also, Ruby's parents are wild, bro. They wild. So they're having sex, basically, and Ruby's, like, super embarrassed because they're, like, super loud about it. So Ruby kind of, like... I love this part where she's kind of, like, standing behind the door from her parents' bedroom, and she's like, okay, how do I, like... How do I, like going without seeing anything and she kind of like sticks her arm in she like flashes the light flashes the attention. light with her eyes she's like this she covers her eyes like this and her family literally stops and looks at her just like stop it but the scene after that we see Ruby's parents sitting across from Miles and Ruby in the living room and our mom is like I didn't even know you were home and Ruby 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 argues that they're not supposed to be having sex because of what the doctor said. And Frank is like, how can I not? Your mom is so hot. Literally. And Miles is like, yeah, maybe I should go. Because between this interaction, uh, they're all sighing to each other. And then Miles is just, just trying to infer what's happening. So the joke on our part is that, like, we can infer that some of the signs are kind of like, Phallistic, should I say? Which, Phallus. Yeah, but like, wouldn't that be phallistic? To describe something like that? Phallic. Oh yeah, I guess so, I'm sorry. I, I know my parts. <laughs> and so that's why Miles is like, should I go? And, but Frank tells him to stay because he wants to know what his intentions are with his daughter. Ruby's mom just wants him to have safe sex if that's what they're doing. And Frank explains, uh... Basically, from what I gathered, because we're not seeing the subtitles, is that he needs to wrap his willy and be protected. And I'm assuming, because, like, he puts Ra- on... The, don't be silly. Wrap your willy. Yeah, but he's, like, you need to protect your stuff. And I'm assuming that's, like, oh, like, STDs. Like, basically explaining condoms, why they work, and what they're for. Yeah. But, um, again, Miles doesn't understand what's going on. And Ruby is super embarrassed and basically kicks Miles out. So after she kicks them out, Ruby signs to them that she hates them, and she storms off upstairs, and her parents just laugh. Mm, mm, mm. So the next scene, we see Ruby and her friend getting lunch at school, as Ruby explains the whole situation. And so while they like start to pay, uh, Ruby hears like some girl like making like noises, mm-hmm. like those kind of noises, mm-hmm. and they realize that they're making fun of her. And she looks at uh, Miles, and Miles is like, uh, whatever. And she like goes to leave or whatever. She runs out of yeah, there. Yeah, Miles. Like, and I was like, Miles is he's, dead he's to me. Like I didn't tell anyone, and she's like, yes, you did. And he's like, okay, so I told one person. So you told someone. <laughs> Anyway, and now, like, the whole school knows, and Miles is like, I thought it was funny because, like, they were laughing about it at your house, and I thought uh, that that was okay. And so the next thing we see Ruby, like, practicing with Mr. V, and this house is huge. Like, what kind of teacher are you? No, for real. His house is huge, and it's so, it, like, it's looking over a I lake. went to Berkeley. It's looking over Berkeley. a lake. And you're like, oh, okay, and there are glass windows everywhere. Berkeley. Everything is wood. What like you, what you know about Berkeley, babe? Like it looks like the shelves were built in into the house. Yeah. Like you know what I mean? And all the counter space built in into the house. It's and, all wood. And you're just like, okay. And so Mr. V tells Ruby that she has no connection to the song she's singing and that she needs like let go. 
and he asked her if she remembers uh, when she told him how she started school that she talked and how uh, he, she talked funny and Ruby's like yeah like a deaf person and Mr. V is like what does a deaf person sound like and she's like different like wrong ugly whatever and Mr. V is like okay then make an ugly sound and but Ruby doesn't want to mm-hmm. and so Mr. V tries to like get her to like push as hard as she can like against like his hands like he puts his hands out like mm-hmm. pushing against my hand and like make the ugly sound or whatever mm-hmm. and explains her like I really think uh, and, be, and he explains her he's like don't get like all uptight because like mm-hmm. you were the do you think you were the only kid that was made fun of because of an accent Ooh. because Mr. V is Hispanic mm-hmm. and so he gagged her though yeah. he gagged me I said <gasps> yeah and so he has an accent too and so he's like yeah you know like, you're not the only one mm-hmm. and so uh, god I'm like, it's definitely like a reality check but also like no I understand where you're coming from but then but that way she's like able to get her to like lose herself in like her song you know yeah, like let, sing let from out the, the belly sing, sing from, from the, the chest put it, sing from your gut and so the next scene we see Fisherman are having like a council meeting kind mm-hmm. of with their boss, you know, mm-hmm. he, there's like a bunch of people there, mm-hmm. and Ruby is late, so Frank and Leo have like no idea what's going on. Mm-hmm. But um, Ruby is able to like start translating like people's fr- uh, people's frustration, mm-hmm. and Frank uh, like uh, puts his hand up. Like a bunch of people like get upset, and like amongst the yelling, uh, Frank puts his hand up, and he like starts to stand up, mm-hmm. and uh, he starts like signing things, and Ruby's like. He like gestures her, he's like, get up or whatever. And uh, she's like, okay. And she like, and he like translates uh, what he says. And he's like, he said, suck my dick or whatever. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because like they were like, because mm-hmm. they said something like, oh, you know, like it's just gonna, you guys are gonna have to make sacrifices or whatever. Mm-hmm. It's what the council guy said to the uh, mm-hmm. fisherman. And so, uh, Leo, uh, so the, not Leo, Frank, uh, or whatever mm-hmm. is like oh you know we're gonna start our own like fi- uh, fishing thing uh, you know pretty much what they've been talking about all the movie mm-hmm. and then Leo uh, j- stands up he's like well, we'll give you double what you make now or whatever and uh, Ruby's like double and he's like I don't know it sounded like a good idea and I was like sir I mean, Ruby didn't have to translate that then. Yeah. Because they said in this whole speech, I mm-hmm. missed this line, but, like, they're, like, give them, they give them, like, 60% of what they make. Yeah. And I'm like, damn. Y'all get extorted, dog. Mm-hmm. And so, next scene, uh, we cut to, like, their mom, and she's mm-hmm. like, what? Like, mm-hmm. she, like, even makes, like, an exasper- exasperated, like, what? Like, as she, like, signs it, you know? Mm-hmm. And so, like... And they're explaining to her, like, what happened, that they're gonna go start their own business. And so Jackie thinks, like, there's too many steps for this to be successful and, like, accomplish in this. And Leo's like, Mom, you can do the books. And Jackie's like, no, I'm not working with those hearing bitches. What'd I say? What'd I say? And Ruby is like, maybe we can start by not calling them hearing bitches. Because she's a hearing bitch. <laughs> but, uh, I don't know. Do you, do you relate to this uh, relationship they have? I, Yeah. I mean, for them it's different, but for me it's very like, oh, your mom will say something, and you're just like, oh, well, that like, I do that, like, uh, I, you know what I mean, like, no, like, yeah, why? I get you. And so, but Jackie argues that like, oh, we can't even talk to people, and Frank is like, Ruby can, and Leo gets upset and walk away or whatever, and then. So what do you think of all that? I was like, oh, that was interesting. I can see everyone's dynamic at work, mm-hmm. and so. The next scene, we see uh, Ruby waking up at 3 a.m. I can relate. And she puts her music on high, which must be really nice, yeah. to be honest. Like, no one else can hear it. Mm-hmm. 
And so she goes to wake the rest of their family up since their alarm is, uh, they have this like flashing light mm -hmm. because that's what they have to use because mm -hmm. they can't hear an alarm. Mm -hmm. By the way, um, also there are some, uh, I don't know if it's like a thing you can buy or if it comes in some cars, mm -hmm. but like, it's probably just the thing you buy, but it's like, uh, it'll alert you when you're driving, like it'll buzz for you when like someone honks at you mm -hmm. or, or there's like flashing lights or something. Mm -hmm. Yeah. That's really I cool. I think that's really cool. No, for real. And so... But uh, they have the that uh, alarm, and she like just goes wake up. She like starts hitting her dad with a pillow, mm -hmm. whatever. And then we see like a montage of like the family like getting their business together. Mm -hmm. They catch their fish for saying in the morning, and then they like start selling it on their own. Mm -hmm. And we see Ruby is like trying to convince other fishermen to join them by like handing out flyers. And we see Ruby and Mr. V uh, learning notes uh, for her song. And we see the family buy their own like uh, warehouse. Mm -hmm. You know, it's just the whole thing. And so we see Ruby, like, it's this whole, like, montage of her practicing, helping the market, like, you know, all this. And, but we, we see, like, Jackie is, like, trying to connect, you know, mm -hmm. like, with some of the other people working there. But she can't hear them, and she feels really isolated amongst all that. And so later, we then see Ruby arrive at Mr. V's house, and she's late or whatever, and he's mad at her. He's like, this is the third time you're late or whatever. And she's like, it was only 20 minutes, and Mr. V is like... Uh, I don't care if it's one, you know, it's disrespectful. Mm -hmm. And he's like, uh, I have a whole life outside of practice because he has a kid, you know, mm -hmm. and uh, I need you, and he needs like Ruby to be committed to this. I think he's right, honestly. Yeah. Uh, I get it. I mean, but also at the same time, you you know how busy she is, you know, mm -hmm. like she's trying. At least she showed up. Yeah, she could have ditched it without saying anything. And so next we see Ruby at school, and Miles is like again trying to apologize. And he's like, what, uh, oh, look, I'm sorry, like, my life sucks and your family's, like, really awesome, you know? And she's like, what are you talking about? And Miles is like, oh, you know, I think it's really cool that your parents are, like, still in love with each other and that your home feels like an actual home and you all work together and, like, laugh. And he's like, you know, you have that perfect life. And Miles is like, and Miles tells her, he's like, I envy the fact that you sing because you like to do it and not because it's expected of you. And I'm like, are your family, like... Full of singers yeah, and like singers you something. have to get into Berkeley. Yeah, like, <laughs> that's what I was wondering. And I'm like, <laughs> this is never explained, but it's just like, oh, okay. Oh, yeah, we don't go into much detail about his family. By the way, we never see them, and so, <sighs> and so uh, Miles again, like he apologizes and he wants to make wants to make it up to her, and Ruby walks away. But Miles is like, I won't stop chasing you, girl, girl. And Does so, the Debbie Ryan. Girl. But back at the market, Ruby is, like, leaving to go practice, but her mom stops. She's like, oh, you can't go because, like, the news are here to do a story. And Ruby's like, I can't, you know. Like, I, I have things to do or whatever. And she's like, and her mom's like, do you want this business to fail or whatever? Like, the guilt tripping. Literally. It's, also, Also, you were the last one on board. Yeah, so. well, why, why wasn't this communicated to Ruby? Literally, I don't get that. I don't understand that either. I think they kind of just assume she'll be there, which is really shitty. No, for real. But then Leo signs, like, that uh, he's like, I can lip read. And Jackie's like, oh, it won't be enough, you know, and that Ruby needs to stay. And Ruby's like, well, my stuff is important. I can't. But then Jackie's like, uh, oh, you know, if he wants to fail, uh, and uh, that guilts Ruby into staying for the interview. Mm -hmm. And so next we see Jackie and Frank, they're being interviewed, and Ruby translates from behind the camera. And we can see Ruby is, like, texting Mr. V about the situation, and her dad tries to, like, answer the question or whatever. And but since Ruby was texting, she missed a big chunk of what, like, mm -hmm. her dad was saying, so she can't translate. 
But that's when I noticed that the editing was also really weird here. Because, like, she looks up, and then it She's cuts. Like, and it cuts the next scene. And well, I'm, like, I get, I'm, I get I'm like, is I get that supposed you. to be funny? I get it, I get it. You know? And is it, is it not funny for me because I don't get it? Yeah, you or is it just like the editing's just no? Yeah, it's editing's a little weird. I thought it lasted too long there to be honest. Mm. And so, uh, the next so next we see Ruby is she's like booking at Mister V's house and he's she's like locked out and uh, I telling uh, pretty much like oh you know like I I was serious you know I'm not gonna mm-hmm. like do this. And so at school, Ruby tries to, like, explain herself to Mr. V, and she's like, you know, I want this really badly. And Mr. V, like, explains to her that from his point of view, it doesn't look like it. And that she, uh, uh, wouldn't last two days at Berkeley. And Ruby's like, oh yeah, well, going to school didn't seem like it did you very good. And by the way, just want to point out, his, his hou- house. His house. His house! I think he did alright. <laughs> and Mr. V tells Ruby that he's like, I teach because I love it, you know? And that Ruby uh, thinks that you know all this because she thinks she's grown, but, you know, uh, I'm not taking out any lessons from someone who's... Uh, about a, failure. From someone about failure who hasn't even, like, tried or whatever. Ooh. Okay, he, he's just gagging her left for right. for real. Hit her, hit her with some fire lines. But Ruby confesses, like, okay, I've never done anything without, like, her family before. Uh, you know, and so... Which I is thought, a big, big way for yeah. a big thing for her to admit that, but also yeah. like, I also your family hasn't done anything without you. Well, to a certain extent, I mean, like they, had, like, what did they do before she was there? You know. Yeah. But I think it just also implies that how heavily they just, they probably didn't want to rely on Ruby. It just became easier. Yeah. You know, like probably cutting the middleman out, and I think at a certain point, like, um, it's just like something they do. And through my perspective, I relate to that through, oh, it's just easier to let Sahara drive because she can drive and I can drive. So let's rely on her for other people's transportation. You know, so that's how I related to it. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? So the next scene, we see Ruby, she's explaining to her family, like, why she wants to go to college and why she uh, leaves to go practice with Mr. V. And Frank is like, like, college, like, in Boston with a bunch of assholes? And... I'm pretty sure she's talking about like UC Berkeley, like in California, right? That's what I thought. But That's what they, I thought. Then they take her to Boston, so I'm not sure. So I don't know. Like, it might be. Who knows? Berkeley. Christian's phone's about to die. Boston. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. It's the Berkeley College of Music. It's not spelt the same. Mm. It's Ber- like B-E-R-K-L-E-E. Mm. Uh, yeah, and they do have a campus in New York as well. Um, but anyway, so Frank's like in Boston, the bunch of assholes. I thought she was going across the country. I she's like, too. she's like thirty minutes from them. Oh, is it really not that far? Yeah. She, well, they're like up, up, just up the coast from mm-hmm. Boston. Like, yeah, she's not that far. Yeah, I'm like, dude, you can come visit literally anytime. Yeah. So Jackie argues that Ruby can't leave because they just started their business. But Ruby looks like really hurt because it seems like all her mom cares about is that they're losing an interpreter. So Frank explains like what her mom like means is that is that like. Ruby, she, like, plays a really important role in their new business, you know? And on one hand, it's they want to do it as a family. On the other hand, they do need an interpreter or whatever. Mm-hmm. And so Jackie explains that it's just bad timing, and Ruby argues that it will never be a good time and that she can't stay with them for the rest of her life. And so Frank signs to her that they don't expect her to, but Ruby explains that she's been interpreting for them her whole life and that this is exhausting for her because she loves to sing and that this means everything to her. 
So the next thing we see Frank and Jackie, they're in bed or whatever. Mm-hmm. Like, it's the next thing they're in the room. Mm-hmm. They're in bed and about Ruby going to college and Jackie signs to Frank that they can't let her go. And do you think that Jackie's scared? Mm-hmm. I mean, obviously she's scared, but, like, why do you think she's scared? I think, like, in a sense that, like, it's because they... I don't think they wanted to, or at least she didn't want to rely on Ruby so heavily as she already does. And I think it just became easier and that it's just something that's like they've gotten used to and i think at this point jackie is kind of scared of like not having ruby around like oh what if this happens and this happens and this happens cool. or maybe it's also like a little bit like you're losing your child to go to college like oh will she be okay without us like that kind of thing yeah i'm also thinking that maybe she's scared about that too yeah so Frank is arguing that it's just college though you know and Jackie's like no it's not it's music school and what if she can't sing well and Frank is like her singing's not bad Jackie's like oh have you heard her and she gives, and Frank gives her a look like mm-hmm. and honestly same marriage that's how we be, be. Like. marriage be like have you heard her yeah maybe Jackie confesses that she's really scared that Ruby will fail or worse that she gets in and leaves and Frank is like Ruby's not a baby anymore and frankly she never was which honestly kind of takes Jackie back a bit because Mm -hmm. like like Ruby said she's been interpreting her whole life Mm -hmm. she knows she didn't really have that chance to like do whatever she always had to be attached to her family at the hip you know Mm -hmm. and so but then we see Ruby in her room again she sets her alarm for 3am and she just like screams at her family because you know they can't hear her Mm -hmm. but uh, then we get a she gets a text from Miles like asking like what he could do to make it up to her and so, next scene, we see Leo and Frank on the boat, and Leo's asking, like, where Ruby is, and Frank says, uh, she, uh, she's upset, but we also, we have a sea observer today, and, um... I didn't think there were actual people that came on the boat. Really? I thought, when they said monitor, I thought, like, it had to be, like, a machine that you pay for to be on your boat. No, no, it's That's like... That's what I thought It's like, it's it like someone coming aboard to make sure you're So, are they paying them their yeah. salary? fuck that. <laughs> well, they're the feds, so... I would have been like... And so the next scene, we see the Observer, like, try to talk to Frank, and Frank kind of just, like, smiles and nods, mm-hmm. and Leo's like, oh, should I throw her overboard? And, you know, you, I just want to point out, someone should have told her that they were deaf. Mm-hmm. Like, she kind of is, like, willingly blowing off, like, the signs that they can't hear, mm-hmm. you know? Uh, and so the next scene, we see the Observer try to talk to Frank, you know, he kind of smiles, what, uh, whatever. But then... The next scene after that, we see Ruby and Miles are just walking through the woods as she, like, takes them to this ravine. Uh, or, I don't know, it's like it's a, a cliff. Cor- I think it's a quarry. It's a quarry, yeah. 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 Uh, and she, like, screams... Uh, uh, where she, she screams there. But she took them... Um, oh, yeah, this break. is where she goes to scream. Yeah. Yeah, by the way. But she took him there. And uh, Miles... And they get to this cliff, like, over the water. And mm-hmm. He doesn't want to jump in, but Ruby's like... Ruby jumps in and asks Miles to, like, join her. And so then he does. Would you jump? No. Weenie. <laughs> I would. I'm sure he would. And so Miles finally jumps in, but he complains that the water is cold. and uh, But he asks if they're cool now, and Ruby's like, we'll be after you jump off that tall cliff, which and she points to an even taller cliff. Mm-hmm. And then we cut back to Frank, Leo, and the Observer, and she's like asking them questions, and Frank points to his ears, and uh, she's like, yeah, I know it's loud, that's why I'm yelling. And so Frank like goes over and writes in her notebook that he's deaf or whatever, and she asks if Leo is too, and he nods, and she gets like visibly uncomfortable, and then she like, starts to make a phone call. Mm-hmm. And I just want to point out, why didn't you just like... Also, I feel like she should know how to use the boat, you know? Mm-hmm. Like, she should have been able to like stop the boat. That's on her. Mm-hmm. And so... Uh, back with Miles and Ruby, uh, they're climbing up, and she warns them, like, what's gonna happen when she jumps? Like, oh, your legs are gonna get, like, all wiggly or, mm-hmm. or wobbly, like they do in cartoons, you know? Mm-hmm. But you just gotta go for it. And so Ruby wants to go on three, but Miles is like, wait! 
and then just goes for it. Mm-hmm. And then Ruby, like, follows him, and Miles agrees, like, yeah, jumping from high really does hurt. Because <laughs> they told him it was going to hurt. And so, back on the boat with Frank and Leo, uh, they're assessing their catch for the day, and the Coast Guard radios in, but, you know, their signal's ignored because they can't hear. Mm-hmm. And so, uh, the Observer kind of just stands there, the like an time. asshole. Like, she doesn't, the entire time. She doesn't do anything. Mm-mm. And so, uh, the Coast Guard, like, uh, uh, pulls up next to them and boards mm-hmm. their ship, and they're, like, really aggressive to them, and then the Observer explains, like, what's going on, mm-hmm. you know? We don't hear what's what they're saying yeah we just assume that she's explaining like okay like they're deaf i'm the observer and this is what's going on literally and so back with ruby and miles are having fun um they're trying to like balance on this log and they end up sharing their first kiss and their second kiss uh kiss once they kiss twice whatever uh, and so Ruby rides back home, and they see that her family's having an argument, and she sees that her family's having an argument, and she's like, oh, what's going on? And we learn that, like, Frank's li- fishing license was suspended, or boating license, whatever, by the Coast Guard, and, uh, because the observer tipped them off. Fucking bitch. <laughs> and so Ruby says that they can't just do that, and that she's told her dad a million times they need a hearing deckhand, and her dad signs her, he's like, yeah, that was you! Ooh. Uh, so back to the... He's like, oh, you don't, we don't rely on you. We rely on you. Mm-hmm. you know. And Ruby argues that she can't always be that person. And Leo agrees that they need another person. But Jackie signs that they can't afford it. So if, um, literally, literally all they got to do, mm-hmm. all they got to do is like just have, like, I, t- I, said this to, I said this to Sarah in the movie. Just get some high schooler to do it for free and just call like an internship. All mm-hmm. you have to do is just maneuver the boat. Like, that's it. Or somebody that's learning ASL. Yeah. Like, you can just write in a notepad and show it to them. Mm. Like... Literally, I don't know if you need an ASL interpreter like that. They can literally just, like, mm-hmm. have someone who can operate the boat in the radio. Mm-hmm. You know? I think that's why some deaf people in the deaf community said that that's why that movie's kind of unrealistic. I'm pretty sure they would have found some way. I don't think they're, like, they wouldn't rely as heavily on Ruby. Mm-hmm. And so, uh, Frank chimes in to sign to Ruby that if she had told him that he, he, she wasn't going to be there, he would have figured it out, but he didn't. But she didn't tell him. And so Ruby asks her parents, uh, like, uh, do you guys blame me for this, you know? And Jackie signs that her dad was counting on her and she failed him. And she's like, this isn't my fault. Don't put this on me. I thought it was so sad. And, like, you can really tell the emotion in their signing, especially with Ruby. Because, like, she's crying in this scene. And, I'm like, you know, like, when you, like, argue with your family and, like, they're blaming you for something that's clearly not your fault. Uh-huh. Like, it just so happened to work out that day. Yeah. And sure, if you were there, would it have happened? No. But, like, at the same time, it's, like, not her responsibility. Literally. Yeah. So the next scene, we see the family in court trying to get this all sorted, and that since they failed to obey an, an order by federal law enforcement to board their vessel and operating in a negligent and dangerous manner due to their disability, they have no choice but to fine them $1,000, an additional penalty of 1500 Frank signs that they won't be able to pay those fines unless they can fish again, and Ruby translates asking what they can do to get back on the water. They will be required to have a hearing person on the vessel at all times to listen to radio, ships, whistles, and all that jazz. They ask Frank if they have that person, and the scene cuts again in like a weird way. Mm-hmm. They then cut to the next scene of the family having dinner, and Frank signs that he will sell a boat to pay the fines, and Ruby's like, now I'll stay with you guys and do what needs to be done. And Leo gets pissed at his family for agreeing to that and storms off. So next, we see Ruby in her room, and her mom comes in to join her and shows her a red dress she bought for her concert. Did you forget about the concert? Because I fucking didn't. 
Like that I was, did. <laughs> that was a we have way bigger fish. I was like, I know. I was like, oh, is this still a thing? Way bigger fish. She signs Ruby she doesn't like it, then she doesn't have to wear it. And Jackie then shifts the conversation and signs Ruby that she is really glad that she decided to stay. Ruby tell her, tells her that Ruby, that Ruby, that Leo isn't, and Jackie signs that it's complicated with him and he feels left out. Ruby signs that uh, line of thinking is crazy because it's always the three of them and just her, and she's the one that feels left out. Jackie signs that she gets it, and Ruby asks her mom if she ever wishes that Ruby was deaf. Jackie sits on her bed and tells her the story of that when Ruby was born and the doctors told her that Ruby could hear, she felt her heart sank because she was scared that her and Ruby would not be able to connect like her and her mother. She thought that would make her a bad mom, and Ruby reassures her that Jackie is the best mom. Jackie signs that she knows she drives Ruby crazy, but is honestly happy that Ruby knows who she is. Ruby is brave and is so lucky to have her as her daughter. And the two hug, and it's a very cute moment, and especially since the film has shown us many times throughout like their relationship. Yeah. It's just really complicated. It's really complicated. Yeah, but it's really nice to see that they're like having a moment. But yeah, but so so Ruby finds Leo mm-hmm. and she asks like why he's still mad at her and he signs her that she can't fish full time because she can really sing only because Gertie told him and that it, it's a it's a really special gift and his further argument is that it is telling Ruby that she can't stay here or their parents will continue to rely on her for everything. And Ruby asks Leo what she's supposed to do and he tells her not uh, to let him be the big brother because you know he's got this. And people need to stop treating him like a baby, and he hasn't been able to do much with fresh, uh, with fresh catch, which is the name of their new business, by the way. Mm-hmm. And uh, it's like fresh catch fisheries or something like that. And Ruby argues that because that requires people uh, being with hearing people, and Leo's like, who cares, you know? And he tells Ruby that he that she's so afraid of what other people think about them, but hearing people need to learn how to deal with deaf people. <laughs> and so he adds that they're not helpless and that they made it without Ruby before she was born and they can do it without her when she goes to college. And honestly, yeah, mm-hmm. I feel like Ruby's worrying too much about them and they're mm-hmm. worrying like what they'll do without Ruby, but mm-hmm. I think they'll be fine, honestly. They've made do the mm-hmm. whole time, so. Yeah, I really find Leo's like whole like arc very interesting. Like, because we can tell that he's really upset, but I think it's really nice that he's like not on his parents' side. You know, and I like that he's always trying to like be on his own, like, and he can't figure out why his parents rely on Ruby so heavily. Because mm-hmm. he's the one venturing out, like he's the one that like goes to bars and stuff. Yeah. And so, next we see Ruby at her concert. She's wearing the dress that her mom bought her, and Ruby looks behind the curtains and she sees her whole family has showed up, and uh, Gertie as well. And we see the concert start, and Ruby's family are like happy to uh, see her up on stage, and her mom signs that she looks beautiful. And so Gertie signs that uh, to Leo that Ruby is like really good. As I start singing, she's mm-hmm. like, "Oh, she's really good." To Leo, and we see the rest of the crowd like jamming along. And Ruby's parents kind of just like are vibing. And Frank realizes that he like missed a button. And Jackie asks Frank like, "What he wants for dinner?" Because they can't really like experience mm-hmm. it to the fullest. So mm-hmm. they like just start having, start having a conversation. Which is themselves. so wild because like you never really think about that as a hearing person. That they're literally just sitting there in silence. Yes, like everyone's just enjoying what they're hearing. And and but to them like Ruby's just kind of on stage like technically just talking mm-hmm. <laughs> but we see the crowd like clap and ruby's family like tries her best like clapping on beat mm-hmm. and they like try to join in uh, as best they can and finally we see ruby and miles doing their solo and frank watches as the song continues uh the sound slowly fades away until we like hear nothing until the song ends which is okay so we hear like we know because they've been practicing this song yeah but in this scene we go up until the point where they've practiced, where we've heard, and then it fades out, and we don't hear the rest of the song. 
What'd you think about that? That was pretty cool. Honestly. I know. Yeah, I was just like, wow. Okay. All right. I get it. Yeah. I get it. And then like Frank is I like, I get it. I no, get I know. It. And like Frank is like looking to the audience's reaction on how that's the, the only reason how he knows that Ruby must sound really good is through the emotions of other people. Yeah. And like they see other people like uh, Jackie points out that someone's crying listening to the song mm-hmm. or whatever. But then after the show, Ruby introduces her family to Mr. V. And they exchange, like, their highs and whatever. Mr. V thinks that he's signing, like, nice to meet you, but he actually says, uh, nice to fuck you. He's so proud of himself. And he's like... Learned that on the YouTube. Yeah, and so Ruby corrects him. He's like, oh, God, I'm so sorry. And Frank's like, no, it's all good. It's nice to screw you, too. Mm -hmm. And so um, he tells Ruby to tell them that that, uh, she's super talented and that it would be a mistake to not let her try to go to school. And Ruby's like, I'm not telling them that. Which I thought was so bold of him to say. (laughs) So Mr. V tells her that the slot is still open for the audition tomorrow, and she tells him no, but thank you. And so, next we see the family make it home, and Frank says he needs to get some air, and he'll stay outside for a bit. Ruby stays behind to join her dad, and asks him, like, oh, what's up? He tells her that he's just thinking he's, that the stars out here don't look as good as they do out in the water. Mm-hmm. Which, honestly, yeah. Have you ever, like, been on the water at night? It, 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 it's a weird experience. I bet. Yeah. It must feel like you're on the edge of the earth, huh? Especially because that's when a bunch of the fish wake up, mm-hmm. and so you can, like, hear the splashes out on the water, and you're just like... That's a mermaid. They're getting closer. <laughs> And so, but yeah. And so next we see uh, Frank. She asked Ruby about what the song she sang was about. And Ruby explains it's about what it means to like need someone. And Frank asks if she can sing it for him. And so like she does. And he puts his hands like on her neck to feel the vibrations like from, mm-hmm. uh, from, from her singing. And honestly, what do you think about this thing? I thought it was really special because he's, I get the criticism that that one New Yorker said. But like at the same time, we already heard that he likes the vibration of songs and that's why he turns the music up so loud yeah so i think in a way him being able to feel what she's singing he can't hear her sing like we understand that but this is the only way he knows to connect with what she loves to Mm -hmm. do you know and i think that's a really special moment yeah and so uh the next scene is the next morning, and Frank wakes up Ruby to get her ready for her audition. And the whole family like takes the car; it's a whole trip, mm-hmm. and they go. And this is when I kind of realize I'm like, oh, so it's like not in California; mm-hmm. it's in Boston. And I just want to point out they were able to like uh, park, by the way. And I'm like, there's no, no way. No, he dropped them off in the front, and then. Well, okay, okay, but there were like open parking spots around them, dude. There was no parking in Boston. I bet. Like, it's isn't like, it like one of those walkable cities? Kind of. I mean, the city. I mean, the city was designed like 200 years before cars were even invented, and so it was still horse and buggies. Mm-hmm. But like, to this day, like city government has like made it so it's like harder mm-hmm. for like cars to transit. Like, there's less parking. Mm-hmm. Like when I when I went to Boston, I was going to the airport here here mm-hmm. and to fly out there, mm-hmm. and we met some guy on the uh, on the shuttle, and he was like, "Oh yeah, you know, I've I've been to Boston before. I remember one of my." Uh, I think it was his brother or whatever. He lived. He lived out there. Mm-hmm. And he was like, "Yeah, he found some really good parking by Fenway Park where the Red Sox play, and he left his car there for a year. He just he just kept going and paying it every time. Oh, that's crazy. Because it was I guess it was a really convenient spot. He never moved his car though. Was the thing. That's right. It was just cheaper than having it where he lived. Yeah. So nice. What a king, honestly. And so, but. Uh, and so they're getting ready. They're going to Boston, mm-hmm. and Ruby tells them that this is ridiculous. And Jackie is like, "If we're kicking you out, we're doing it as a family." Okay. And so, they, and so we see them drive up to Boston, and Ruby goes, and I, I, I checked the distance on how long it is from Boston to where they live, Gloucester, but mm-hmm. I can't remember. 
And Ruby goes and she's self-conscious over like what she's wearing and she because she sees other people dressed super nice mm-hmm. and she goes to sign in and they tell her like oh you're an half you're half an hour late but if you're ready to go you can like go now uh, like okay but I guess like her family can't watch either which is lame yeah it's only her and the pianist and uh, the judges and the judges yeah mm-hmm. her the piano player and the judges yeah and uh, and so we see Ruby she's like waiting for her turn to go on the go in and Miles catches up to her and he's like oh I'm happy you're going to audition. And he's and Ruby's like, is Mr. V still here? And he's like, no, he like just left a little while ago. You gotta go. You gotta go at it alone. Mm-hmm. And so Ruby asks how how Miles did. He's like, oh, I choked. Why, good luck, though. Why would you say that? No, for real. Why didn't he lie? Why didn't he lie? Mm-hmm. So Ruby goes on stage in front of the three intimidating judges, and they ask her, besides her one school year of choir and letter of recommendation, what other musical stuff she has done. And Ruby's like, uh, I mean, I like to think that this is this is enough. I, I looked it up, by the way. Mm-hmm. It's literally an hour. And you get to go past Salem, so. Oh, nice. So we can go to, if we ever go to Boston, we'll go to Salem and Gloucester. And nice. Go. We'll go to all the spots that they went to. Mm-hmm. Go ahead. Oh, hold on. I'm trying to see where I went. Oh, what? Where were we? Oh, uh, she goes on stage with three uh, okay, awesome. and then after that. So we then cut to Ruby's family waiting, uh, as Frank suggests they watch from upstairs, as, and then they sneak up, sneak up the stairs to watch Ruby. Mm-hmm. Back with Ruby and the judges, they ask what she's singing, and she's like, oh, I'm singing this Joni Mitchell song. They're like, okay, cool, do you have sheet music? And she's like, uh, No, I forgot it. No, and I'm just like, girl. <laughs> Granted, she didn't think she was going, so. And so the piano, they, they ask the piano player if she knows it, and she's like, I don't. And they're like, all right, you're just going to have to sing an acapella. But, and then uh, and they're about to. Mm-hmm. And guess who shows up? None other than Mr. V. He's like, I'll accompany her. It has the same vibe of High School Musical. Like, I'll sing with her. Yeah, and so Mr. V takes this place at the piano, and they start the song. But Ruby isn't, like, singing, like, to her fullest. And Mr. V, like, purposely messes up mm-hmm. to, like, give her a second chance. He's like, My, sorry, can we, from the top? Okay. Which and, is so wild. Honestly, uh, what, a, what a guy. Yeah, he did it on purpose, so she had a chance to restart. Yeah. I know, but, like... And so he could encourage her. He was like... I mean, she only gets encouraged until, like, she sees her family come in. Well, she was still singing pretty well. Anyway, and so they take it from the top just as Ruby's family comes in, takes a sit, like, up at the top. And uh, Ruby is, like, feeling more confident, like, starting to sing. And as she starts singing, she sign like, a bit through the song. Mm-hmm. I think when she gets to the chorus, she starts signing to her family so that they also know the words. And uh, they're... As, as but the, it's more like they're sharing this moment with her. And yeah. And, like, they're connecting. Yeah, and as she's singing, like, you see the judges, like, look back. They're like, oh, people are up there. And so, as uh, the audition, like, continues to see a montage of Frank, like, training a new deckhand. And Ruby's teaching Miles the alphabet and sign language. And we see that Leo got a truck for their company. And so we see uh, we just uh, we see ja- <laughs> we see Jackie connect with those hearing bitches. Uh, uh, they're having a good time, and we see Leo and Frank go to the bar and hang out with other fishermen. Uh, we also see Ruby and their family are checking her application to see if she get she got into school. And Ruby, and then we see Ruby's ride over to Mr. V's house, and he tells us that she got in. And then we cut back to her family like celebrating uh, around the computer with a huge congrats on the screen. Yay. Anyway, so next we see Miles and Ruby. They're hanging out again at that tall cliff, and she asks him to come visit her in Boston. And he's like, yeah, I don't know, you might end up with a cello player who wears a fedora. And she's like, yeah, probably, as they kiss and jump off the cliff again. And so the next scene, we see uh, Ruby and her friend pack up... Uh, it's Gertie. Uh, mm-hmm. Pack up her friend's... Uh, pack up Ruby's stuff, sorry. And as she's saying goodbye to her family. And they, she gets in her car, they all drive off, and she's like, wait, and like, stop the car. And Ruby gets out, and she just runs and uh, uh, go and hugs her family one mm-hmm. more time. And uh, 
they're they like they're like sharing a rom- a moment a moment <laughs> sharing a moment and Ruby's like hugging your dad and he like tells her like out loud like to go which if you're not crying at that part you're fucking heartless mm-hmm. okay because I said ah <laughs> and she gets back in the car and she signs I love you out the window mm-hmm. she rides off to college the end. Sahara, what did you think about that movie? I loved this movie. I'm so surprised that I liked it as much as I did. Oh, yeah? It's a very straightforward movie. It's a very straightforward yeah. movie. Yeah, I feel like the ending is just kind of like, okay, let's wrap it up. But, like, you know what I mean? I keep going. I was just, that, that was just like, like, wrap it up. Oh, okay. Like, that's the simple thing. <laughs> but, like, you know what I mean? Like, I feel like the ending is kind of very, like... We're, we're done. done. <laughs> we're done. You're done. You're done. So, Sahara. Yes, Christian. What was your favorite part of the movie? Ooh. Mm. Honestly, uh. I think when her dad tells her to go. When her dad tells her, like go, like go. Mm-hmm. All right, that's I cool. I think that's really sweet. That is cool. So, in this film, do you think that communication is its own character? In a way, yeah. In a way, mm-hmm. yeah. Why? I don't know, I just feel like it plays a huge part in everything that they, like, do. And I think in any relationship, I think communication is key. But I find it very interesting that they play the idea of communication, of, like, being disconnected from other people. Not only with, like, the deaf people, but also with, like, hearing as well. Yeah. You know? Like, and I think it's to illustrate how, like... For us, hearing how, like, communication does get lost in translation. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, that's a good explanation, yeah. 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 No, I get you. So, do you think this movie's relatable? Mm-hmm. Really? And do you think that there could be more movies about uh, disabilities? That are more successful? Yeah. That, I that, are, so. that are as successful as this? Mm, I think they I mean, I, I think any movie can be successful. Mm-hmm. It just has to be, like, done right, you know? And yeah. there, there are movies that sound like they'd be successful and then yeah. flop at the box office all the time. Yeah, I just do think that this has opened a door for a lot more, like, disability movies. Yeah. And I want to see more. Like, I, like I remember, like, mm-hmm. at the awards uh, mm-hmm. for that year, uh, they, they made a huge thing about mm-hmm. uh, him signing, the, the guy who plays the dad mm-hmm. signing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, Troy Kotzer. Yeah, and I think that it does open a lot of doors for more movies like this to be, like more stories like this to be told. Mm-hmm. You know, and I feel like it shows that these movies can be successful and that people are willing to watch them. You know what I mean? Yeah. And I can really tell that, like, Sean was very, like, um,. God, what's the word? Like, very, like, motivated to, like, create this story. And, like, you know how, like, most movies are, like, for money? Yeah. And you can really tell, like, this was, like, a this passion. This was a passion. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Like, this story needed to be told. Yeah. It was a good... It was a good... It was mm-hmm. good. I liked it. Mm-hmm. Um, so, do you think this movie plays or film portrays the feeling of isolation really well? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Especially with, like, with Jackie and... Jackie like, feels alone because she can't communicate with anybody, but mm-hmm. she really wants to. She mm-hmm. wants to reach out, but nobody can communicate with mm-hmm. her. Uh, you have uh, Frank. He's mm-hmm. perfectly fine being on his own. Mm-hmm. You know, Leo feels alone. Mm-hmm. He's the same as his mom. Mm-hmm. And then you have uh, Ruby, and she wants to like go out in the world, but mm-hmm. she also wants. She's torn, kind of. Mm-hmm. She wants to go off in the world. She's from two worlds. And she wants to be with her family, mm-hmm. but she feels like if she stays with her family, she will be alone. 
Well, I think it's just more like she feels like she'll fail her family if, she, like, she's almost leaving them behind in a way. Yeah. Yeah, and I think that's why it's so important, like, with that scene with her and Leo, like, being like, hey, we're going to be fine. Like, you don't need to worry about us. Yeah. You know, like, you need to live your life, too. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I think that's just very important. Yeah. All right, Christian, is this a puff puff pass or a puff puff smash? This is a puff puff smash. It is a smash. Where would you rate it out of 10? I'm going to say a 10 out of 10. Really? Mm-hmm. I'm going to say a 9 out of 10. Okay, nice. Yeah. Nice. The editing was just a little weird. The editing was weird. Like, there were some moments that. that were just like... I'm just not sure if it was like... Like, for our benefit or not, like, we're not understanding yeah. because we're hearing people. I'm yeah. not sure if that was what that was or not, or just it's just regular editing weird. So I'm not sure if it's fair for us to give that criticism. Yeah, but at the same time, it did feel like it kind of just went on forever. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I enjoyed it. I watched it multiple times and it made me cry every time. Mm-hmm. And it's one of those movies that's really good. Oh, but, yeah. But you can't, like, not watch it. Yeah! Like, I, I could watch this over and over again, you know? Mm-hmm. Like, it's one of those, like... I could see me and my sister watching this on, like, a really long, like, car trip. Yeah. Yeah. All right, Christian, do you want to do a... Nightmare Bolt rotation? No. Or Dream, dream Bolt rotation? Yeah. Do we do Nightmares for the Smashes and Dreams mm, for the yeah. Passes? We do Dreams or for the for Smashes. Dreams or Dreams for the Smashes and yes. Nightmares for the Passes? Yeah, yeah. Okay. Right. Okay, I always wondered that. I never asked. Okay. Okay. I feel like you have. I might have. Anyway, so Dream Bolt rotation. Mm-hmm. Uh, Frank. Okay. Uh, Obviously. Jackie. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Uh, Mr. V. <laughs> and the boat. I feel like the whole Rossi family, definitely, they'd just be cool to hang out with. Um, let's see who else. Definitely the Angela Rose. Um, I bet you don't even know who that is. Do you know who Angela Rose is? Who? It's the boat. Oh, yeah, they did name it that. <laughs> what? Why? Mm-hmm. I was trying to figure out if that meant anything. I was like, who is that? Who is that? Because normally they name it after mm-hmm. someone. Or like their wife or something. Mm-hmm. So, but um, definitely Ruby's uh, kooks poster on, not only in her room but also in her locker. She likes the kooks. <laughs> I can tell. Um, and her shitty record player that her she got that she got player. for a dollar at Goodwill. That's a fucking steal. That's bitch. a steal. That is a steal, bitch. Because you know how much that would be now. Definitely like thirty five at least at Goodwill. That'd be thirty five. Yeah. But yeah, that was Coda. That was Coda. So yeah, if you would like to follow us on Twitter, we are on Twitter. Yeah. On Twitter. Yeah. On Twitter. Also, by the time of this coming out, not only can you follow us on Twitter at Puff Pass Podcast, but you can also follow us on Threads at Puff underscore Pass underscore Podcast. <laughs> you can also follow us on. Technically, you can follow us on Instagram, too, there, but we're not ever posting there, so... Yeah, so don't ask. We, we just needed the Instagram to make the Fred's account. <laughs> uh, you can also follow us on... Is that it? Or, oh, letterbox. What's yeah. our letterbox? I have no idea. Isn't it, like, Puff Puff Pass? Well, somebody's calling me. Well, well hang up on it's him. It's my mother. Get rid of him. <laughs> I'll call her here in a minute. Okay. What is our letterbox? What is our letterbox? Who's to say, honestly? This is an almost two-hour recording, by the way. We're in an hour 14. That'll probably get cut, but who's to say? Who's to say? Anyway. Or Puff Puff Pass 23 is our letter. Puff box. Puff Pass 23. We don't really post movies that we do on the podcast, nor do we do movies that we see in theaters. But if you want to just check what we're watching. Yeah, well, just whatever we're feeling, yeah. honestly, like at home. Yeah. All right, well, that was Coda. And then you can email us. You can email us at puffpasspodcast23 at gmail.com. Mm-hmm. And more importantly... We, we were, we are, we will be 
Puff Puff Pass. Thank you for listening. Oh, <laughs> uh, oh you don't like my outro? No. Oh my god. <laughs> so, next we have Sober Thoughts is coming. Yeah, Sober Thoughts is coming up. So, yeah. And then after that, do we want to tell what we're doing? We'll tell them what our next theme is. After that, Sober Thoughts? Yeah. Okay. Alright. We'll do Sober Thoughts then. Bye, everybody. Goodbye.